Good morning and happy Sunday. This is yours truly, Dr. R.T. Coming live from my Atlanta recording studio with Dr. R.T. Colored River Connections Podcast. I hope you had a, a blessed and safe week. And I have a special podcast. And I want you to to know the voices behind Colored River. And that's the title of the podcast this morning. The Voices Behind Colored River. And I want to start it with a words of a poet, an unknown poet. I heard your voice in the wind today, and I turned to see your face, and the warmth of the wind caressed me as I stood silently in place. I felt your touch in the sun today as this warmth filled the sky. I closed my eyes for your embrace, and my spirit soared high. I saw your eyes in the window pane as I watched the falling rain. It seemed as each raindrop fell, it quietly said your name. I held you close in my heart today. It made me feel complete. You may have died, but you are not gone. You always be a part of me. As long as the sun shines, the wind blows, the rain falls, you will live on inside of me forever. For that is all my heart knows. For the last 48 years, my heart, my life has been bound for seeking the truth about the stolen land in Texas. And over these years, I have learned about how Jim Crow destroyed the life of my grandfather and grandmother. Over these years, I have learned how racism destroyed the black farmers' lives and families in Freestone County, Texas. And ever since I heard the voice of my grandmother, Annie Beatrice Childs Henderson, 
about preaching the word of God and writing the book of the stolen land. When I heard her voice in her Los Angeles kitchen, I had never been separated from that voice. Even though she is resting in her eternal grave, that voice speaks to me loud and clear every day. And even now with the Black Lives Matter movement, the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, my co-author, Dr. E. Henderson Lawson and myself are engaged in getting this story told to all America, no matter what race, creed, or color, to let America know where this racism started from, the Jim Crow practices after the Civil War, after the Emancipation Proclamation, and how it affected, and it's affecting us today, and how the Trump administration for the last four years have not tried to end this racism, but only extend it to Mexicans at the border, from taking babies from their mother and fathers, separating children who had their eyes on their parents, they were thrusted away in the midnight hour. And how they were put in cages. The reason we have written Colored River is because America needs to know what happened. And every Sunday, this podcast will share in a message of eliminating racism in this country. So Colored River will become a voice for America.
And I'm so happy that Dr. E. Henderson Lawson has come into my life. I have never met her. Only her voice. Only her love for her Henderson ancestors. She was born in Texas and has never left Texas. We are both school teachers. I'm retired now. But we have put together a powerful story that America needs to know about. And it's a story of actual events. Even though it happened 100 years ago, it is still important today in 2020. Because as black people, if we forget our history, our history will repeat itself. And this is a history that never needs to be resurrected in the lives of America today. And Colored River would never have been published without the inspiration of the voices behind Colored River. So, I hope Dr. E. Henderson Lawson, Henderson Lawson is listening this morning because our DNA is connected with us to other voices behind Colored River. And we are connected to Hugh Henderson, a white man and immigrant from Ireland. who came to Texas, who fought in the Battle of San Jacinto, who fought beside Sam Houston. Originally, they were on their way to help Davy Crockett in the Alamo, but they came too late. Davy Crockett and all the soldiers, Russell, Bowie were all killed by the hands of General Santa Ana and his Mexican army. And then we remember the voice of the African slave woman from Madagascar, the voice of Zilly Ann, who gave birth to 
a son, their only son, in 1840, the birth of Jim Henderson, who, as an 18-year-old, met and fell in love with another voice, a 15-year-old, Nancy Allen from Georgia. They married and they lived in a piece of land, well, 20,000 acres, west of the Trinity River outside of Butler on A.Y. Aguilera Grant, near Evans Lake as well. And I want to mention the voice of Jim and Nancy who gave way to the voices of their children. The voice of Harriet Henderson born in 1858. The voice of Wesley Henderson born in 1863. The voice of Solomon Henderson, born in 1864. The voice of Jane Henderson, born in 1866. The voice of Bob Henderson, born in 1869. The voice of Eliza, died as a young child in 1870. The voice of John Henderson, born in 1874. The voice of Coral Henderson, born in 1876. The voice of William Henderson, born in 1879. The voice of Ezekiel Henderson, born in 1880. The voice of James H. J. Hugh Henderson, born in 1883. The voice of Walter Priest, born in 1884. These are some of the voices of my Henderson ancestors who were born in Freestone County, Texas. I have some other voices to introduce to you. The voice of my grandmother, Annie Beatrice Childs Henderson. Even today, I can still hear her voice speaking to me at the age of 22 about my destiny for the rest of my life. The voice of her prophecy to write the story of the stolen land 
and preach the word of God. The prophecy was instilled into her spirit by the voice of God. And that voice whoever be with me. But there is another voice, a voice that drew me closer to the Jim Crow racism in the state of Texas. It was around 1989 when I heard the voice of my Aunt Leah speaking to me from a paid phone booth in Austin, Texas. Her voice that afternoon told me that she was outside the land office Carol Baker, a white woman, had gone into the land office to to retrieve information about the Hendersons. Court records, census reports, information about the stolen land. As I heard her voice trembling somewhat, telling me that there were white men following her as she waited for Carol Baker to come from the building. She told me that I would be receiving a package of information to help me with Colored River. I would be receiving this package in several days. Well, I received this package and what she told me was in it was in it. Information pertaining to the stolen land. Well, as time passed, I started working with the information that my Aunt Leah had sent me. I received another phone call from another voice, and that was the voice of my mother, Alita Henderson Kennedy Aglin from Mahia, Texas. As I listened to my mother's voice, she explained to me that my Aunt Leah had been killed. And there are still many questions that are unanswered today. Because the law officials in Mahia did not think it was necessary to have a thorough investigation of the death of my aunt. 
and Dr. E. Henderson Lawson and myself, we have written a special chapter about Aunt Leah and Colored River, which I hope you would all buy to read and learn about what happened. A true story of events that took place 100 years ago in Freestone County, Texas. So in our book, Colored River, we have other voices that at this time I want you to hear. And the first voice is the voice of Maddie Davis Henderson. And she writes, and this is what happened in 1915. Fred Hill and Mr. Compton and others went to the black homes and told them to leave. They claimed to be the owners. The Henderson family put up a fight and wouldn't leave. The Hills and the Comptons came back a second time, and this time they succeeded. As I am told, they were also afraid they would go in and out of the house. The white people were running them out of their own houses and off the land they had lived on for many years. My uncle Jehu was a school teacher. He knew this was not right. Jehu would not leave their property, so the white people went and got Cher Oliver. Burleson. They all came back, and the sheriff took Jehu and put him in jail. And Jehu's brother John said to his wife Lear, I am afraid for Jehu. They might kill him while he is in jail. So they went to the jail to sign for him. While he was in jail, he was beaten so badly that he lost his mind. They released Jehu to his family. John and Lear took Jehu with them. They had to find another place to stay because the hills had ran them off their own land. Jehu was never the same. He went and stayed in the woods. He could not take what had happened to his family. Being put off their land after living there all his life. Jehu was born in 1885. He lived on this land for 30 years 
all of his life. The family had to admit Jehu to the mental hospital because he was so devastated and confused. He did not live long after that. F.E. Hill better known as Fred Hill, could not take enough from the Negroes. He took all their land. The whites hated the Negroes. They took all our mineral royalties and oil and left the Negroes to suffer. There is another voice I want you to hear. A woman of the white race. A woman who knew my first cousins. The children of William's brother Ezekiel, Napoleon, and his sister Ruthie B. a woman who took the time to research the Henderson family and to seek justice in the face of hatred and racism. And this is the voice of Carol Baker. You don't know me, but I would like to introduce myself. My name is Carol Baker. I have been working very close here lately with some of your kinfolks in doing research on Jim Henderson and his family. The first thing I would like to say is that Jim Henderson and his children were done a great injustice things that were done to these men and women horrified me to a point that I had a terrible time in trying to deal with the shame. The shame is still there, but the help of Alma and Curtis, I have learned to deal with it. When I say shame, I mean that I could not understand how one of my own kind, a white person, could do to another human being that was done to these people. The men that did these things are still alive and justice needs to be done. I have found just about all of the information that we need to take this to court. But I desperately need your help. 
I beg you to tell me the story that your mother told you. If she wrote this on paper, we need a copy. We are so close, closer than it has ever been before. I will tell you my story from what I have found. But I ask you, please tell me your mother's. You have our key to get this to court. From what I understand, Jim Henderson was born to a white man named Hugh Henderson and a black woman named Zilly Ann Henderson. He bought her and her two sons in Georgia. I know that Jim was his only son and heir of this great land. I don't know anything about Jim's mother except her name. And I was told that by another Henderson. I have nothing with her name on it and probably never have anything because the first black census was taken in 1870. And Jim and his wife Nancy are on that as well. And some of their children, including one that I assume had died, his name is Eliza. He was only one when this census was taken. I know just about everything I need to know about Hugh Henderson. He came to the Republic in 1832 from Virginia and was of Irish descent. From 1832 to 1835, he lived in Harrison County. From 1835 to 1839, he fought in the Battle of San Jacinto. His pay from that was a bounty of land Bounty of land was 640 acres. This land was approved by the Texas Land Grant Office in 1845. Some of the old timers refer it to as the landmark. So I assume that this was what your father meant by the landmark is still there. You see, There are still a few things I don't know, and I need your help. I know that Jim was born on this land, and his children were raised on this land. And I believe that the land is almost 494.5 acres, including 1,160 acres of Bloom Farm. And each of the children had 150 acres apiece. There were 11 surviving children. So that was a lot of land. Land in oil and minerals. Including ignite oil, fuel, and others. I know 
all of the terrible things that were done to these Henderson children. None of this really started until after Jim died. But prior to that, Wesley was sent to the pen in 1889 and 1890 for stealing hogs and never returned. I want to read you another voice. This is was written in April the 27th, 1889. My dear cousin Alma, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. It was pleasant to hear your voice again. This shall be just a note. I did not complete is planned a tape or letter of which I promised to mail this week to you. But in keeping with my word, I find myself writing this. Hello to my precious first cousin, who is a little older than me. A tape shall be sent to her, too. Ruthie B. is the name. It is true that I left the old landmark, our home place, at a very early age. Nevertheless, I shall hold fond of my memories of my birthplace always. Anyway, I shall mail this today so that you will know that your cousin Annie May thoughts are right there with you that I am thinking dearly as I have always of people of whom I have never seen. For my mother, Annie, loved and was devoted to Papa's Williams family. This was her family. Therefore, love for my people was deeply rooted in me before birth. So as is writing, my dear cousin Alma, of whom I have never seen in person, I shall say the greatest joy which is being manifested at this time through our communicating. I have precious, precious opportunity to review and update relationships of love with my beloved families of Jim Henderson Roots, which seemingly have been dormant, low, these many years. Love faithfully, your cousin, Annie. And then there's another letter from the voice of my Aunt May. Written May the 10th, 1989. I have kept 
in memory through the years, something that even at this time should I be related first to this person whom I believe is the grandson of Fred Hill. And I am praying that the Holy Spirit reveals what I have to say to him. After Grandpa Jim passed, I do not remember how much time had expired. That is how long Papa and Mama and Annie remained in the house on the spot that Grandpa Jim had given us. But I do remember hearing Papa William and Mama Annie saying something to this effect concerning the land that Grandpa Jim did not leave the deeds or whatever other papers were there were with the boys, meaning the Henderson sons, but that Jim Henderson, their father, had trusted these papers in the hands of a man named Fred Hill. And I feel to say at this point, let us keep a heart full of love and trust and a power, power greater than ourselves. God has all has been so good to us. Let's praise his holy name. From an early age, your cousin Annie May has been in the soul saving business. So as many as will, let us be of kindred minds in the spirit of seeking first the kingdom of God. Read St. Matthew 6.33. I know this is what Papa William and Annie would want. And to each of you, my cousins, this is what your Uncle William and Aunt Annie would want for the generation beginning with whomever Grandpa Jim's father and mother were the present generations. Sincerely, Annie May Mason. During the investigation of Colored River, it has opened our minds to the voice of racism in America. As I conclude this podcast, you know, sometimes it's hard to to look back and remember your loved ones, to remember what happened to the black race and it's still happening to the black race today, as well as brown people. But
in order to seek the truth. Sometimes you have to to go into dark places and establish what happened and why it happened. But there are other voices that we need to remember this morning. On September the 15th. And these voices will never be heard of. But we remember the young black girls that were killed in that church bombing in Birmingham, Alabama. We will never forget their voices. The voice of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. We will never forget his voice. The voice of Malcolm X. We will never forget his voice. The voice of John F. Kennedy and his brother, Robert Kennedy, assassinated. We will never forget their voices. And then there's other voices that are recent. And this is what has led to the Black Lives Matter movement protests across this country. And we won't forget their voices. These voices were killed by police. Rashard Brooks, 27. We shall remember his voice. Daniel Prude, 41. We shall remember his voice. George Floyd, 46. We shall remember his voice when he said, I can't breathe because a knee was on his neck. The voice of Breonna Taylor, 26. We shall never forget her voice. Atiana Jefferson, 28. We shall never forget her voice. Ara Roser, 40. We shall never forget her voice. Stephon Clark, 22. We shall never forget his voice. Botham Jean, 26. 
we shall never forget his voice. Philando Castile, 32. We shall never forget his voice. Alting Sterling, 37. We shall never forget his voice. Eric Gardner, 43. We shall never forget his voice. Akaya Gurley, 28. We shall never forget his voice. Gabriela Navarez, 22. We shall never forget her voice. Tamir Rice, 12. We shall never forget his voice. Michael Brown, 18. We shall never forget his voice. Tanisha Anderson, 37. We shall never forget her voice. Now, this is important at this time for me to mention something else. It deals with COVID-19. Twenty thousand, twenty-two thousand people have died of this virus. Many of our fellow Americans, white people and black people, brown, red, and yellow, doctors, nurses, first responders, have died. Their voices have become silent with this virus. But let us never forget their voices. The voices of fathers. The voices of mothers. The voices of grandparents. The voices of police. The voices of firefighters. The voices of teachers. Students. Sons. Daughters. Public officials. Babies, children are all gone. Their voices have become silent. Their voices are with God. Their voices will be missed. But their voices will never be forgotten. 
Let's continue to pray for the strength and uplifting of these families who have lost voices regarding COVID-19. Concerning our book, Dr. E. Henderson Lawson, Colored River, we had to make some personal changes about ownership of our book, which is now complete. And the next several weeks, it will be back on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle eBook platforms for purchase. But if you want to find out more, you can go to www.coloredriver.com or you can go to rtkennedy.com and learn more about Dr. E. Henderson Lawson and yours truly. Find out what took place Freestone County, Texas, 100 years ago. Listen, please wear your mask. Please go vote. Your voice matters. Social distance. Until next Sunday, much love, Dr. R.T., Color River Connections. The blood never fades.